You know, there's an old saying that says, um, if Bob has a problem with Susie, and Bob has a problem with Jill, and Bob has a problem with Tom and with Mike, then Bob might be the problem. That's a pretty strong principle when you really dig into it. But here's a better question. What if you're Bob? That's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and I know there are challenges that we have usually with humans because of all of the things that we work with, unless you work with animals on a regular basis, technology, it's frustrating, but you can get beyond it. The hardware, software, all of those things, eventually they can be fixed, repaired, rebuilt, or replaced. Humans, on the other hand, well, that's kind of a sticky wicket because humans don't just have the problem of being humans and being themselves, but they bring with them all of the baggage, all of the luggage of the past, all of the things that they've been carrying around with them all of their lives. And it gets a little cumbersome dealing with humans because you're not just dealing with the human in front of you, you're dealing with all of the past and everything in their imagination as well. Well, what happens when you have one employee, one team member, one family member that no matter what happens, there's going to be a problem? It doesn't matter how good the day has been or how awesome the project has been or how the results have turned out absolutely stellar. This one individual is going to complain. This one individual is going to be upset. They didn't get their fair share. They didn't get the attention or the notoriety that they want. They didn't get something out of this process that they demand. And so they want to get even. They want to get justice. They want to get noticed. They want to get their fair share. Now, that... That is not an uncommon problem to have in a workplace where you have more than one person. Now, there's a reason that they say if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go in success and, and have great success, then you're going to have to have a team. A team moves slower than an individual. It's always true. I don't care what kind of team you have. But when you have a proficient team, you're still always going to have at least one human that's going to be a bit of a challenge to the team. They're going to have a little more need, a little more expectation, a little more, they're going to demand a little more attention. Now, we've all realized that at some point in time, we've had to lead a team where there's friction in the team. And in that friction, sometimes it's consistently that one individual causes the problem. One individual is the problem. It may look different when they have a different way of approaching person A than they do person B, C, D, or E. But if you dig deep enough, you find out that it's that one person and they're consistently a problem with other people. Now, when you run into a narcissist, that's a little bit different because a narcissist is usually really, really good at getting people on their side first. They want to win people over. They will go out of their way. They will do kind things. They will do nice things. They will convince people how awesome and wonderful they are until they need something, until they demand something, until they want something that this individual isn't willing to give up, or until they reach the point where they now need this individual in conspiring action with them to overthrow or overrule somebody else's idea. And in that moment, you will see all the, all the fangs come out, all the nails come out, all the knives come out, if you will, as they pounce on their victim of choice, on the individual they're trying to bring down. Usually it's to usurp authority. 
which means as the leader, you're more likely to be the victim than not. Well, how did they do that? Well, they've won all these people over. They've convinced them how nice they are. They've done their extra work for them. <clears throat> they've gone out of their way to solidify these relationships. Uh, they, they operate, narcissists often operate under the principle that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So if they can make friends even with people they don't like, even with people that aren't on their team, even with people that they have nothing in common with, if they can build an alliance there that then will serve them to overthrow leadership, they will. And there's nothing that a narcissist hates more than not being in control. So a soft-willed leader, a, a gentle leader, a genteel leader, a weak leader will often be run over by a narcissist. Now, understand this doesn't always look like an overthrow. Sometimes it just looks like that borderline codependent relationship, or it looks like that passive aggressive manipulation where the narcissist will actually allow the leader to believe that they're the one making the decisions. They're the one in charge. But every new idea they throw up, the whole team is pushing back against it. It's not the one narcissist. No, the narcissist has recruited the entire team to say, that's really a bad idea. We, we really shouldn't do it that way. We should, we should do it this way. And so they won't necessarily take the helm so that they're taking the, the spears and arrows, so to speak. They're going to hide behind the shield of the leader, but they're going to manipulate the process as much as possible. They want to get their way. They want to get their outcome, their vacation days, their days off, their lighter workload than anybody else. They want to get those things and they will get them at all costs, even if it means working harder up front first. Even if it means building alliances with unlikely people first, even if it means undermining the leader from day one, they will. They want to get their way. That's the way a narcissist works. Now, here's the question you've got to ask yourself, though. If Bob has a problem with all of these other people, what if you're Bob? What if you're the one that has a problem with everybody? What if... All the work that you've done to solidify your position in the organization, all of the alliances that you've built, all the relationships you've built through the entire company with the client base, with the superiors, with the department heads and other departments. What if all the work that you've done to do that has made you a problem in your own team? How do you deal with that? What do you do if you are the narcissist? <laughs> well, <laughs> the real answer to that question is that's kind of a trick question. It, that really is a trick question because a narcissist can't recognize they're a narcissist. Oh, they'll point it out in somebody else. They'll talk about somebody else's problem with pride, somebody else's problem with ego, somebody else's problem with passive aggressive control issues, somebody else's problem with codependency. A narcissist will talk about all of those. They'll, they'll point it at you. They'll even accuse you of being the narcissist. In fact, the whole phrase gaslighting comes from the idea that a power-hungry, tyrannical control type person, a narcissist, is causing a problem, but blaming you for the problem they're causing you. Because that's the way it usually works. Now, the real challenge is that when you find yourself in the place where all the problems within your organization are problems that you're creating, that you're causing, that you're exacerbating, you've got to be honest with yourself and look at those and go, okay, did I do that? It's kind of an Urkel moment. Did I do that? And when you realize you did that, now it's time to journal. It's time to go back and reflect on what went wrong in that relationship. Was it something that I said wrong, something that I did wrong, an expectation that was out of place? Was I too demanding? Was I <clears throat> trying to manipulate the circumstances, the people, or the situation? And if those things are the case, then you're going to find that you've got some 
personal internal work to do. Well, trust me, I've been there. I've had to do that. I've had to back off a little bit and go, okay, how come this problem keeps coming up? And I've made my phone calls to my mentors and said, okay, this is the problem I ran into. Looks very much like a problem I had back here. And I didn't realize back then that it was a problem. I was willing to say that was everybody else's problem or that it was someone else's problem. But now that I see it more than one time, I have to ask, what's the problem in me that keeps causing this to come up? If you're not willing to do that as a leader, then Bob probably is the problem and you're probably Bob. And I'm not using Bob as a name. I'm using Bob as an identifier. Bob is the source of the problem. The ego, the attitude, the pride, the sub subversive control, all of those things that are going on in your organization. If you can't identify the other person's doing it, it might be you. Which means it's time to do some serious self-reflection. Now, I recommend some, some good books. I've been studying John Maxwell for over 30 years. This particular book, Winning with People, is one that I highly recommend, uh, right along with leadership and the five levels of leadership and, and all the others. Uh, the 21 Invaluable Laws or Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, those are powerful as well. Uh, but if you start with winning with people, you're going to get a really good grip on the who that you are and what you're going to have to do to be better as a person and not become Bob, to not try to manipulate, not try to control, not try to win the day on everything for your own self-aggrandizement, but instead to say, what's best for the team? What's best for our long-term outcome? What's best for overall productivity? How can I best contribute to those things, whether in a leadership role or not? And if you find yourself in that place where you're not the person responsible in charge, you're not holding the title of leader or manager, nobody expects you to be the one leading, they just realize you're part of the team, and yet you still realize Maybe I'm Bob on this team. Maybe I'm the one that keeps stirring things up, causing a problem. Well, stop that. And then grab a book by John Maxwell called The 360-Degree Leader. The 360-Degree Leader talks about how do I, from my current position, regardless of what my job title is, my income is, my education level is, regardless of the position that I hold in the company, how can I influence people in every direction? People on my same level, people above me, people below me. If I can figure out how to do that, then I can lead in 360 degrees. I can lead people above, below, and on my peer level by being the kind of person that I need to be and not being Bob. But that takes some effort. It takes some work. And it takes some awareness to ask the real questions as I look in the mirror and say, am I the problem? Those are hard questions to ask. If you're asking that question of yourself, of your spouse, of your teammates, and you're not getting an honest answer. Or maybe you've created an environment where it seems hostile for someone to tell you that you've done something wrong. They're not likely to tell you, hey, you could probably address that person in a different way. You could change your tone with this individual and it would go a long way down the road. Their love language looks more like this. Their communication style is more like this. Their disc profile looks more like this. And if you were to adapt to that, you could have a whole lot more progress in that relationship. If you're not willing to hear that or you make that feel uncomfortable for them to deliver to you, then you're probably never going to get that advice. And guess what? That makes you Bob. That makes you the center of the problem and not easily fixed. If you truly care about leading, then you truly care about others. Probably more than you care about the outcome of the productivity or the ROI. As a leader, 
people come first. If people don't come first, then ask yourself, why are you leading? If you're only leading to build greater ROI, maybe somebody else should be leading and you should be working on just building ROI. I'm just saying. But if you find yourself in that place where you're willing to look in the mirror and go, I might be Bob, I might be the problem, I might be not asking the right questions, not listening well enough, I might be trying to manipulate things behind the scenes, I might be the narcissist that I would never admit that I am. If you can't find help within your organization, then it's time to get a coach. It's time to get someone who's got the background in leadership, who's been down the road, made the mistakes themselves, who could say to you, yeah, here's some character flaws that maybe you want to take a look at. Maybe some things you want to work on. People who can help you raise that level of awareness. Now, there's about 30,000 John Maxwell coaches around the world. So I don't care where you're watching this from. There's a really good chance there's one local to you. But if you can't find someone local to you, then reach out to me. You can find me on jlaurendorris.com and I'm delighted to help. I have coaching packages for all kinds of situations, but I'd be delighted to have a conversation with you and see how I might be able to help you or point you to someone who's more specific in the area of your need. But if you find yourself as a leader, looking in the mirror and asking yourself, why is the consistent problem, no matter where I go, no matter who I lead, no matter what size the organization is that I'm a part of, there's always a problem. And the problem seems to be consistent. When you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing that consistent problem is you, then you might be Bob, and it is certainly time to do something about it. So take some action, raise your level of awareness, and make some change. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.